Bruce Willis is a rogue river cop in the big bad berg. If they didn't want him to make waves, they shouldn't have put him on the water. Better watch out, listener, because you're in striking distance. Okay, but seriously, why the fuck is this movie called that? Hops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Hops and Box Office Flops, the interweb's favorite place for good beers and bad movies, and sometimes the other way around. I am Captain Cash, and I'm your host for tonight's pod, our third film in our Hops and Hometown Flop series. In this series, we're taking a look at films set or filmed in our hometowns. As a proud citizen of the city of Pittsburgh, I am excited to, I mean, I guess I'm not, I'm not excited to bring this to you, but I'm also not like super regretful, so I guess, I guess I'm, I'm whelmed. I am whelmed to bring you 1993's Striking Distance. Semi-regretful. Semi-regretful. <laughs> like, listen, I'm not, I'm not not regretful, but I'm also not, like, I don't feel that bad about it. That's where I'm at right now. Well, I did laugh. Sure. I did laugh a lot sure. for not comedy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, this movie is very funny and it is not a comedy. <laughs> but along for all the me, wrong reasons. Yes. Along with me on this pleasure cruise of a film, our Chumpzilla. Hey, you know what, guys? Check me out on Twitter. I am starting a Bruce Willis in shorts uh, fan page. Nice. His his gams are amazing. Woo. What's the hashtag gonna be? Bruno in shorts? No, it, 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 it's it's Bruno Gams. Bruno hashtag Gams. Bruno Gams. Hashtag Bruno Bam. Gams. You heard it here. Do it. The thunderous wizard. Hey there, little red rock. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Still somehow creepier than when a serial killer plays it. Very nice. And Mayor McCheese. Yeah, you know, at air time, there's an old Italian saying, never scald your tongue on another man's soup or whatever fucking accent they're trying to do in this movie. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you were that felt pretty close to Yinzer, and we'll talk about it. But for me, that was the one thing that was missing. Before yeah. we get there, there's not one in that in this, and that is a fucking one. crime yeah. at a Pittsburgh. bare minimum. You want an in that and a yins? Come on! <laughs> Did you see that Come dead on, chick? Movie. She was wrapped in a sheet in that. <laughs> yins, <laughs> sheets. She was in the sheets. Yins. She was wrapped in a sheets down at the sheets. You All right, stop in the uh, in the eagle. <laughs> it's the eagle. The eagle Thank you. Yins. <laughs> I can do this all day, folks. But please on, don't do a pot on the Yin's <laughs> accent, please. And that's uh, all right. Well, we are brought to you by Wobam Entertainment. That's W O B A M entertainment.com. You can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hops and BO Flops. Be sure to leave us a like. Tell us what movie you'd like to hear us do next. Uh, the beer for tonight is Pittsburgh's own Icy Light. This light lager is produced by Iron City Brewing and comes in at a measly. 4.2 ABV, making it much like the houseboat sex scene in this film, fucking close to water. Hey yo! Hey yo! Wow. Wow. Be careful with that joke; it's an antique. That said, Yeesh. no, I mean, 
I'm being harsh. I'm, it's not all bad. And honestly, an icy light conjures sense memories of hockey games for me. So like, I like it for nostalgia, but that's kind of it. So what do we all think? The best icy light memory is when we bought, I think we bought either three or six of them at the Pittsburgh game and T-dubs, I think want a puck on the spin the wheel of price. <laughs> I want a shirt. I want a bottle opener and I want a puck and I have them all to this day. Nice. Icy light is delicious. Clearly a three bad movie beer. It's incredible. Yeah, I agree okay. with that. No, Fair and, enough. And honestly, I think icy lights are the only way to get through this movie too. I mean, it does. It helps. It like this. This movie is three icy lights will help you through this movie hardcore. It'll give you just enough amnesia to get through the movie and then forget (laughs) that you had fucking watched it. It's going to take more than three icy lights for that, but we'll get to the beer movie rating later. Uh, Mayor McCheese, do you have any thoughts? Number of bad movies you sit through. I love icy light. I'll sit through as many movies are on with a big old. Mm -hmm. I forgot. Pennsylvania, I don't know if they changed their law since the last time I visited you. I think you can only buy them by the case. So 24 ICs lights will get you through at least three movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, could, I couldn't get it up here in Cleveland, so I'm having a yingling. Which is close enough. But, I mean, I'll, I'll be real with you. Uh, Icy lights kind of an all or nothing beer for me. Where, like, if we're taking it by movies, I'm either, like, half a movie. I'm drinking the one Icy light to be polite, and then I'm the fuck out of there. Or it's like I'm going to drink 17 and I'm here for all three movies. I don't know which. It's the classic hump. You have to get past the first like one and a half IC lights and then you're on a roll. (laughs) It's it's the Bush beer conundrum that we discussed previously. Yeah. There we go. All right. Nice. Mm -hmm. So on to the cast and crew of this film. Or I'm sorry, Chumzilla, did you want to chime in? How many bad movies would you sit through for some IC lights? Oh, no, it, it, it's, it's a solid three bad movie beer. Like, oh, wow. You nailed on the head there, uh, Captain Cash. You can you can settle down and just cruise through several bad uh, Bruce Willis movies while consuming Icy Light. And there's so, so many to pick from. Yes, there are. <laughs> Enough for a whole month. Check out our Bruce Willis month that we did a, a little we're while have, back. We're, we're going to have to do a second round at some hey, point. Hey, fun, fun fact, this, in my opinion, was better than Hudson Hawk. Oh, no, no, that is a hard disagree. It might be better than uh, divide hard, but. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's a good good day to divide. Is that one with core jitney in it? Yeah, yeah. What is this better than that for sure? Uh, This 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 was uh, this was a movie. It's a movie anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, as we've said, this is a Bruce Willis vehicle. And here he plays homicide detective busted down to river cop. Tom Hardy. Bane. Bane. He's Bane. If you would would like to do all of your Bane jokes and Bane voices now, the floor is open. You can each do three. Max, go. Nobody cared who I was until I put on the hairpiece. (laughs) You really adopted the river. I was born in it, molded by it. I live in a houseboat, to be honest, and that's why I'm there all the time. And Turning all mine over to smell a bit like mold. I'm turning all mine over to T Dubs because he does the best thing. <laughs> he does. <laughs> all right, we're move. We're moving on. I do think it is weird that there's something to do with Tom Hardy, Pittsburgh, and bombs. But here's where we're at. Wait a minute. Did you accidentally make it in this movie too? <laughs> <laughs> so 
Uh, actually, dear listener, fun fact: Captain Cash was actually Sarah Jessica Parker in most of the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> I just had one of those Mission Impossible masks. Yep, uh, he was Timothy Busfield, stunt double. Hardy, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I was nine at the time of filming, so no, I'm not in this one. But listener, I am in The Dark Knight Rises. So you could there. be one of the kids that finds the body on the beach. And oh, that's like, it. I was totally one of those kids. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do that again? <laughs> let's, that's, let's like Iron Man, that's like the Iron Man Spider Man connection there. Yeah. Uh, we also should welcome back to the pod Rowdy Harrington, director of this film and last week's Roadhouse. But who boy, what a step down from Roadhouse this is. Uh, Sarah, just Par- yes, dude, dude. Yes, don't don't start me up. You know what happened last night. You want to start me up? Just grab the choke and pull the cord. I will suffer well, no roadhouse slander. I'm just, I'm just saying, budget wise, like he was moving up as a director. This this was supposed to be probably a bigger deal. Yeah, almost. and unfortunately, it was apparently just a miserable, miserable experience. Yeah, well, all involved know. apparently, and we'll get into that in just a bit. It does star Sarah Jessica Parker as the female protagonist, uh, Joe Christmas. Sorry, Joe Christmason. Christmason? Christman. Christman. But Thank that's you. not her actual name. Yeah, well, no, well, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, we also have Dennis Farnia, RIP, as Captain slash Uncle Nick Dottilio. His sons are Jimmy and Danny, played by Robert Pastorelli and Tom Sizemore, respectively. Byron James makes an appearance as a minor antagonist and dick detective, which if you're a dick detective, are you a dick dick or are you an asshole dick? I'm not real sure. Either yeah. way, his name's Eddie. Here's my dick, big dick, question. Hard, hardcore. How dick, much dick. How much better is this movie if he does the Cockney accent? <laughs> uh, I'd have more questions. Slightly? I mean, sure. No, I mean, if, right. we're, if we're not going right, to do it. How do you jag off? <laughs> if we're not going to do a Pittsburgh accent, you might as well sprinkle in a couple other ones. Nobody's yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, We've already got exactly. a random. We got a random Chicago accent. We got a bunch of New York accents. Why not a Cockney accent? Sure, 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 sure. We also have John Mahoney of Frasier's dad's fame as Vince Hardy, Tom's dad. Other notable actors include Andre Brower of Brooklyn Nine-Nine as the DA. Timothy Busfield as the butt of basically all of Willis's interactions with any of the other river cops um, and Jody long as Kim Lee, the dispatcher for the river rescue. Uh, this movie is not well regarded by critics sitting at <laughs> 17% at rotten tomatoes. And it fared little better with audiences with a score of 35%. So not great. I saw this in theaters. So <laughs> Jesus Christ. T-dubs. You saw this in the- like, <laughs> all right, full disclosure. This is the first time I have seen this movie. Was it was it the first time for anybody else? Yeah, this is the first time I've seen it. I did <laughs> go to the theater with him. <laughs> you went to the you would have been like what? A let the yeah, it's 10. Yeah. 10 when it came out? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, sure. This was like one of the many terrible action movies that my dad took me to see in the theater. You know, you talked him into it. It's not like it was his. Oh, idea. no, I, I believe we saw like the trailer for it. I'm like, oh, Bruce Willis is back. We got to see that. It's because you love the penguins. Well, You're like, it's a Pittsburgh movie. We got to go. It's going to yeah. be like sudden death, which I don't know if it's before or after this. So that might just before it's before sudden death. <laughs> but, but let's be fair. This is probably Bruce Willis's last movie before Pulp Fiction, right? No, Pulp Fiction was before this, I think. 
thought it was 94. Yeah, Pulp Fiction. Oh no, you, you might. I think you might be right. Yeah. He, so he, this is like this. This is like his like dying grasps, gasps of being a, an action star before his career got resurrected. So it's kind of funny when you think about it in that context. Like, well, well also, no, he, he, see, that's what I think is crazy. Because think about the couple of years before, right? He had hot. He had Hudson Hawk in '91, but he also had Last Boy Scout. '92, he had Death Becomes Her. And 93, he had this. And then you're, you're in the 94 at, at Pulp Fiction. So, like, like, I know people are like, oh, Pulp Fiction brought Bruce Willis back. But those, I mean, for him, those were not huge movies. Yeah. None Shady. of those were big for Bruce Willis's career. Uh, uh, Last Boy Scout, not terrible. Death Becomes Her, not terrible. But none of those were, like, big vehicles for Bruce. Well, no, so and he, and he, 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 he was cashing checks. Don't get me wrong; he's cashing checks. But yeah, this is like his last like big hurrah before he gets the uh, Pulp Fiction bump. Yeah. Well, Hudson Hawk anyway. was a disaster, which we yes. covered. The Bonfire of the Vanities was a disaster, and that's yeah. when he was like, "Oh, look, I I can be a serious actor," and everyone no, thought no. he was awful in it. Uh, and then you're you're kind of like putting around, and this was going to be or they thought would be a huge hit, which is why it is such a stereotypical cop film at the end of the day. Yeah, fair enough. But Chumzilla, have you seen this before we watch it for the pod? Fuck no. <laughs> All right. So I guess I, I tip my cap to the Thunderous Wizard, having seen this at least once more than we have. Frankly, I'm shocked he doesn't own it, considering he owns every fucking movie well, in existence. No I do now, because you cheapskates wouldn't buy it to rent, so <laughs> I bought that. it and this is the shared worst it on MoviePass. And well, we thank you for that. Yeah, I had to spend 13 and I don't regret any of it. Yeah, you bought it and th- you bought it and then two of us still rented it. <laughs> I paid I paid a dollar for every time Bruce Willis is in a hairpiece. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, and like the hairpiece jumps around a lot. Uh, and moves, and like it, that's real indicative of how how there were reshoots. Let's be clear here. I am really disappointed that that hairpiece does not have its own IMDb entrance like it should have it a should. reference there's reshoots in this film that are so bad you'd swear that joss whedon did hey <laughs> got him shots fired yeah no with a budget of 30 million striking <laughs> distance opened at number one on september 17th 1993 but couldn't tread water and only pulled in 24 million domestically it actually did a lot better internationally pulling in 53 million uh, overseas for a total of about 77 million. So this still flopped pretty hard. Um, IMDb makes $77 million. <laughs> you know, Bruce has a big following in like Romania. Just crushed. Apparently <laughs> did huge in France. <laughs> Literally. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. Just, uh-huh. There you go. And the frogs like Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruno. Yeah. Well, listen, they just appreciate a, a fine city on a river. You know, no, they like two pairs. You know, two pairs are big. Is it? You know, seventeen hundreds Europe, a lot of two pairs. Yeah, sure. Why not? Wigs then. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cash. I'll ask this now since you brought it up. How many? uh, How many rivers you got? (laughs) We. All right. Look. (laughs) I I live in Pittsburgh. I am not from Pittsburgh. I find it 
very frustrating that they have two rivers that make one river and they call it the three rivers. It is, it is mind boggling. You're, you're getting, it's not three rivers. It's two rivers making one river. If anything, it's, it's two rivers. <laughs> All right. I said no, it's, th- that's three. Your yeah. river math is way off. Yeah. yeah I'm, one uh, plus one equals three. Maybe if you were a period. boat cop, you'd understand how water works. <laughs> if, yeah. if only I knew. Uh, IMDB calls this coming. Actually, IMDB does not give this a one sentence description. No, sir. This film merits three sentences. Oh, and they are coming from a police family. Tom Hardy ends up fighting his uncle after the murder of his father. Tom believes the killer is another cop and goes on the record with his allegations. Demoted then to a river duty. The killer taunts Tom. That's your description. Which, mm. okay, sure, sure, why not? Let's go around the horn. Let's start with Thunderous Wizard. What is your one-sentence description? I'll, I'll allow three, because okay. IMDb couldn't get it done that. Yeah, I, I had so many that I texted you guys earlier, but two of them would be uh, Sex in the Steel City. I like <laughs> nice. that. That's good. Uh, that is good. You've got, and just like that, Bruce Willis is in another wig. <laughs> and then you've got Jag Off Cops. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking jag offs. <laughs> that uh, a cop out joke? Well, every cop in this movie, except for him, is an asshole. True. Lord. Well, I mean, Sarah Jessica, Sarah Jessica yeah. Parker's not a huge well, asshole. She's also not very good at her. She's not very good at her job. Let's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, pretty... there are some issues. There were she would probably go before internal affairs. And I'd say she would also get internal affairs if she did what she did as an internal affairs guy. affairs person. Yes. All right, Mary McCheese, what's your one sentence? Uh, I got two. One I'm going to read from Amazon's description because it's my favorite. But mine is Balding Bruno's Big Bad Boat Bonanza. <laughs> and <laughs> Amazon alliteration. Amazon's, which I sent you guys the picture of, is Bruce Willis stars as a maverick cop who is ready to rock the boat to get his suspect, a sadistic nope. serial killer. <laughs> nope, nope. Ready to rock the boat. <laughs> Gonna rock the boat. Uh, all that's, right. that's incredible. Jumpzilla. Uh, yeah, you, a good day to yin's hard. Uh, not bad. See, uh, if I had to pick a an alternative title, I definitely would have called it Yin's Hard. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. What about but, what about uh, boats and dead hose? <laughs> oh. oh no! <laughs> I yes. Uh, in, in fairness, I don't think any of them were actually hose. They all no. seem like innocent people. They all seem yeah, they nice, all seem... but they were also sleeping with the guy with the terrible wig, which raises some concerns well, about their judgment. Only the last like three. Bruce, Willis... you know what? Time uh, Tom Sizemore has his charms, Let's which is fair. still more women than Bruce Willis yeah. should have had sex with based on who he was in this film. Considering yeah. that he's dressed like a guy that works at a bowling alley, he's just wearing like one of those knee braces with the Velcro. He's He's got the wig underneath his hat. How do these, <laughs> how do these dates go when they're at a, what I would assume is some sort of restaurant? And he's still wearing the hat, drinking just straight rock gut just, whiskey. And he's like, yeah. hey, do you want to come back to my houseboat? <laughs> hey, do you, want, houseboat. do you want to go rock the boat, but don't tip the boat over? <laughs> like, how drunk are you? Very, very drunk. I've been drunk for three years. <laughs> you, you know what? I think they should probably have like a Bruce Willis drunk in Pittsburgh like cologne. 
It should smell like it should smell like icy light, cheap whiskey, and river water. It's called <laughs> it's called Allegheny. all right i want to get my one-liner in because it strikes me that there are two people here named hardy they are detectives so for me it's the hardy boys in the case of the river race to downtown danger (laughs) so is that like wonton destruction it's kind of it's it's yins you got you only go downtown the, the Hardy Boys and the the mystery of the barge pirates. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I can't wait. Ew, to talk I've about got the barge a clue. Pirates. I've got a clue. Oh, we're gonna talk barge pirates. So, jumping into the film, uh, picture it: Pittsburgh, nineteen ninety one. Uh, wow, still what a great framing shot! Like, <laughs> because it's not like the news report that we get immediately falling that doesn't indicate that it's Pittsburgh. But I'm glad we got that on screen. It is yep. Pittsburgh in 1991. Good you want know. that? Um, mm-hmm. The opening credits is a weird montage of somebody driving a remote control cop car uh, before calling the police and playing "Little Red Riding Hood" by Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. Uh, <laughs> there we see a woman tied up, and we learn. Through the classic cliche of the news, the news is on and telling us everything we need to know about what's happening in the movie uh, that the infamous Polish Hill Strangler, Polish Hill, a real neighborhood in Pittsburgh, um, is killing people more more specifically women in and around the Pittsburgh area. There we find Thomas Tom Hardy en route to the policeman's ball with his father, Vince. Uh, Tom is reluctant to go because he turned in his partner and cousin Jimmy Dottilio for using excessive force, which caused him to be alienated by the majority of his fellow cops, sort of the uh, blue coat of silence thing, which this is like one of a handful of times the movie kind of hints at it's more than what's presented. Like it might take stuff more serious and and kind of present like, Hey, this is a bad thing. Maybe the the movie takes a a break there to show you that Bruce Willis is righteous. He's the good guy. Yeah. And his father has the line. It's not quite with great power with comes great responsibility, but it is loyalty above all else except honor. And I'm like that. All right. Sure. Yeah. As an ethos, that's fine. I suppose it feels a little gross, but whatever. Clearly the beginnings of a super villain, but let's move on. Yeah. Moving on. Um, the Hardy boys are driving to the ball when they get a call in that someone has spotted the Polish Hill Strangler driving in downtown Pittsburgh. So all of the cop cars converge in a chase to downtown Pittsburgh, which actually, as someone who lives in Pittsburgh, it semi makes sense. It's actually not bad. Uh, did oh, anybody I'm else good. find it uh, funny that? the Polish Hill Strangler was just dressed like little Mac from the like training montage of Mike Tyson's punch out. And, mean, and who on the earth stunt guy in the red recognize shirt driving the car as the Polish Hill Strangler when he's in a pink hoodie with it pulled <laughs> as tightly as humanly possible. Yeah. I was, about I, say, have... in, I was about to say, in my opinion, he's dressed like every lady who's trying to be like sneaky. Like they got the hood up, the sunglasses on, everything's like tight and, you know, sneaking around because when they first said, I didn't realize they said on the radio it was the pole shield strangler. I thought they just said it was a murderer. So I was like, oh, they're going to go ram this woman off the road. No. Yes. <laughs> no, I, th- I think you're right there, Michis. He, no, he was cutting weight. That, that whole scene is <laughs> super, super weird because 
it just the movie like jumps right into this like chase action scene, and it's not good. Better or worse, it's a rough start to the movie. It's a rough better or worse if they play the Benny Hill theme song while the whole chase. (laughs) Way better (laughs) because there are parts. There are parts where the cars like jump multiple hills in ways that would absolutely destroy those cars. The the, the one thing that really pisses me off is when they they sideswipe the truck that's definitely carrying beer and you don't like just get a bunch of Pittsburgh people running out in the street like <laughs> it's free beer. beer. <laughs> <laughs> it fell off the truck and that means it's free. That's how it works. No no what kills me McCheese is when the cops start shooting at the car like the taillights explode out of the back, both sides at the same time. And clearly, it's you've like, never shot a taillight. Come on, Jesus. But, well, I mean, but yeah, but you don't shoot them out. You, you don't shoot the left <laughs> and the right out at the same time. They go. It's like it's like a, a sequential uh, event. But these ones just blow out at the same time. Pew! Oh, look, the taillights have been shot out. I also There's, like how they have him surrounded with eighty-five fucking cops with guns, and he just <laughs> drives into just, a parking lot. And they and they, ne- they neglect <laughs> to shoot out his tires for the five yeah. minutes he's just sitting in front of them. <laughs> it's well, less it's, it's, he's driving a car and more that he's driving a tank that oh yeah. cannot possibly a, a plot be a tank yes the yeah. plot tank but, but the, anyway yeah the chase continues somehow the movie does not end here the killer <laughs> does get away <laughs> yes and they go over so the cars collide both the hardy boys car and the killer's car and they go over an embankment and these cars flip in a way that absolutely would kill every single person who just was within five feet of those cars let alone being in the cars themselves i, I will say this again wrong here but is there not also a tunnel explosion in this sequence there before? is a tunnel oh, yeah. explosion there's a tunnel explosion <laughs> the, the fucking car explodes and every cop goes balls to the wall like we can drive through it <laughs> they're stoking fire and they're just like full speed ahead captain it's- it's very Mad Max, like, well, he's dead. Witness, witness me. Forget. I mean, have, have you no driven problem. in downtown so Pittsburgh? Have you driven in downtown Pittsburgh? It yeah. is very Mad Max. It's a Fair fucking enough. nightmare. Fair I don't enough. know why you people have so many streets that aren't straight. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you want a city that's got gridded out. Sometimes you want to ride to Valhalla all shiny and chrome. You make your choices. You are, you are oh, yeah. one. You're slightly lower than Washington, D.C. in my book of places I hate to drive. <laughs> oh, come on, man. She's coming down to Atlanta. We'll show no, I, don't, I don't drive in Atlanta. Fuck that place. I don't even like your airport. It's like 19 terminals. They're like, hey, you got to get on the boat to get to the third terminal. Thanks. <laughs> Good luck. Focusing back on the film, after the cars roll, we smash cut tonight. <laughs> Where Tom wakes up and sees that his fu- like literally hard, it's daytime. Hard smash cut. Hard. <laughs> it's it's like daytime. Jarring smash cut. Now Bam. it's nighttime. All those other cops got distracted by the free beer route that they didn't go help their partner <laughs> who just rolled his fucking car eighty times in what I could only imagine was a NASCAR crash. And two in this scene, I'm cutting you off, and I'm sorry here. We get one of the start of the blunt force. Uh, foreshadowing where they drag Bruce Willis out of the car and he just goes, there's something wrong with my leg. And we have to deal with that the rest of the movie. 
I mean, deal with it. Like, it's an acting choice. Like, well, Bruce Willis is like, well, what if, like, I had a knee brace? What if I had a <laughs> That's my give thing. Char- give my character more depth. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. going to do it. We're going to make several limping jokes for the rest of this movie, Bruno, and that's what's really yeah. going to nail it home. Uh, but in any case, his father has been shot and killed, and the killer has escaped. The police soon arrest someone that they claim is the strangler, despite him being a foot too short and Tom's vocal objections uh, Hans later. Molman. They rest yeah. Hans Molman. <laughs> he is absolutely Hans Molman. This is the first time in the movie where Bruno actually acts like a cop where he looks at me. He's like, he couldn't pick up a body. And I'm like, that's actually good detective work. One second in, he knows it's fake. <laughs> Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, but this tweaker said he did it. The tweaker's <laughs> like, no, I didn't. I'm just, I'm just trying to get out of this thing, man. Oh, my groin. <laughs> I guess I did it. Uh, then we also get the courtroom scene where Jimmy Dottilio is on trial and he is about to be sent to jail for the excessive force. Smash cut to just night again with us at the bridge and jimmy ready to jump off yeah is that a flashback is it a flash forward i know no, it, no, like, he, he didn't show up to his sentence no, so. no i know yeah. i get that yeah. but it's, like, it's just like it's jarring I'm like what the f- like would it kill you to do an establishing shot or a hey jimmy's getting ready to jump off the bridge something I could, I, you know what i could have used right there was like pittsburgh 1991 about 45 minutes later that would have helped a little <laughs> Just or you throw that up there for me. Or let you me, let me know some your, time has passed, but I'm still in the same place. You could have opened your third icy light and just blaseed over all those things. <laughs> this is sometime oh, later. I'm on my fourth fine. and none of this matters. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the end, after shouting that cops don't go to jail, Jimmy jumps off the 31st Street That's Bridge. That's a fact that they don't. Or chicken is not accountable. You're the best cop. <laughs> Who's the best yep. cop? Jimmy. Jimmy's Who's the best a good cop. Boy? You're a good boy. That's how I talk to my cat. That's how I talk my cat. He up. is like a child. My cat is not a civil film. servant. I just want to point that out. My cat, although she is a pretty good pest control agent, she is not a civil servant. Just remember, several times in this movie, we get Farina going, "Come on, Daddy loves you." Yeah, he, <laughs> oh, he's, he is a child. Like he plays with he plays with a remote control car. He only listens to the one song, which is like a total child thing to do. Like, oh, let's listen to Ghostbusters for the four hundred fifteenth time this week. That song rules, though. He drives You're the best cop, Jumpzilla. You're the yeah. best cop. Yeah. You're the best cop. Hey, Bruce Willis has a cat in this movie. He's fine. He does yeah. have Willis a very nice cat. So Jimmy jumps off the bridge. His body is never recovered. Two years later, <laughs> Bruce Willis has been reassigned to the River Rescue Squad and is living in I'm a sorry, houseboat. But, but here, here's my problem. Do we get a Pittsburgh 1993 establishing shot? We don't. We get it two, two years later. It says two years later, and they don't it's even say It's not the same thing, No, It's not the same thing. That, I, I can't do math. I don't know I if you know it, this. I need but it laid out. Not much changed in Pittsburgh from 1991 to 1993. I'll be honest with you, not much changed in Pittsburgh from 1993 to 2022, but here we are. They also don't actually say he was demoted as much as he's just now a river cop. They wait until about an hour later to tell you that he was demoted. They cut it out of the movie. It's still in the trail
they want him to make they waves. Should, they shouldn't have put him on yeah, the river. Should have put him in the water <laughs> if they didn't want him to make waves. Uh, there's several scenes that are just not in the movie. There's one with him talking to his river rescue captain, like these are the guys that took your job, basically. Like going through, like I know what happened to you, blah 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 blah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. It feels like the movie just like hard restarts when he shows up at the river. Oh yeah, that that first twenty minutes is definitely prologue. But the problem is the movie's a hundred and one minutes. Right, so twenty minutes of prologue so he, is a fifth he, of the film. You got this gritty, like uh, almost like you know, uh, Sin City, you know, Bruce Willis, and then all of a sudden he's just in shorts, the knee brace on the river, and the cops are busting his balls for being a drunk, and I'm like. Listen, it's no one no one takes a man transition. seriously in shorts. That's the problem. Yeah, it, it, it's such a hard transition. It's, it's you can't be weird. an authority figure in shorts. If someone can see your knees. Mm. All right, look, he gets assigned a new partner and that partner finds out from another detective that the reason that he was busted down to River Cop is because he was very vocal about, hey, no, this isn't the real Polish Hill Strangler. And they basically assigned him to the river be like, hey, get out of here. Uh, but on their first outing, and maybe the best part of the movie, they stop river pirates, which Arr. is spectacular. Amazing. Huge, huge problem in Pittsburgh, river pirates. I just... Massive. Like, I, I mean, they I named a baseball team after them. That's a good point. Yeah, that's what they're named for is the barge pirates that I don't know what they're stealing, <laughs> yeah, but the, they're stealing I forgot, something. I forgot their names are the Pittsburgh barge. So you know they're bad. I forgot their names are the Pittsburgh barge pirates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true story. Gonna go, gonna go check out the Pittsburgh Barge Pirates. I think they're doing well. They might go to the World Series. Bruce so, Willis's I, wig is the mascot. <laughs> it's the Merkin. It's the Merkin uh, barge. During the seventh um, inning stretch, it runs the bases. <laughs> oh my god, is that where he got the wig from? That's what they were hauling on the barge was just wigs. Yeah. So here's the thing, though. So he's demoted to the river duty, right? But. Is the river not where the strangler dumps his bodies? So well, are yes. you really getting him away from the, the problem? It seems like a really weird angle there. It's like, yes, he's causing problems because he has concerns about this killer. So let's put him on the duty where the guy dumps his bodies. No, they just they needed a differentiator, and Pittsburgh has rivers, so now he's a river cop. Listen, Bruce Willis had done action in a lot of different ways, and they're like, fuck it, put him on a speedboat. That. <laughs> on a boat why not yeah. gotta gotta put him somewhere i mean i mean it's like you guys seen face off that was good let's let's get get him on a boat why not With some bad stunt doubles their Change biggest the mistake was the shorts because as it turns out bruno's legs are tiny hey i've got chicken <laughs> legs too so that i feel the pain there a that, lot of solidarity that was very personal to me yeah john mcclain is not scaring uh terrorists in those shorts that's for mm. sure Hey, man. John McClane is a khakis guy. Khakis skinny legs, all dude. the way. Bare feet, sure, but the shins have to be covered. Can't take an authority figure seriously in shorts. That's just how it goes. Uh, they, uh, they being Sarah Jessica Parker and Bruce Willis, get called out to a bo- another body dump where we learn that the victim was one of Tom's ex-girlfriends. Uh, we also see another nurse be, or we also see a nurse be abducted. Uh, and then Tom receives a phone call similar to the ones left by the Strangler playing the Little Red Riding Hood song and then crucially tells no one about it. Wait, you, also, you, you left out in here that uh, Sizemore came back. 
Oh, you're right. Yes. He was, and, he was in California conveniently for two years when the murders weren't happening. <laughs> yes. How, how was it, Sonny? That's all you got to say. After you've you been were out there for, for two years, years, the Simpsons are on an hour earlier. Which is not true. It should have been two hours earlier. They're yeah. four hours. They're three hours behind I mean. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pittsburgh's Eastern. Yeah. I've been three hours. Yeah. Red flags. Yeah. Red flags so, across the board. Yeah. Something seems screwy. Uh, but then a nurse is abducted uh, and Tom receives that phone call, tells no one about it because he's a super good cop. Because why? Why would you? He's yeah, sure. Not, I mean, he's very clearly not the best cop because the giant man child is the only one that yells that about himself. So <laughs> fair point. He, he has to be the best. Yeah, he might be nothing third. in this movie is making sense at this point. Let's just be clear. Yeah. Uh, we get a brief interaction with Eddie Eiler, the the dick detective who hates Tommy and starts to s- suspect Tom in these murders. Because he's a drunk, unaccountable, a- questionable individual. Right? Yeah. And, well, I mean, and, and the, he's uh, hooked up with all the vic- the current victims yeah. he hooked up with. Yeah, yeah. so far, he's, both he's of the whore. victims. Yeah. Both of the victims are ex-girlfriends. Um, so Tom goes off to steal evidence and start his own illegal investigation and runs up against his uncle. And uh, there's a there's a little bit of back and forth and yeah, not great. Uh, Tom's invited to the policeman ball by Joe, uh, where a fight breaks out between Tom and all the other cops that hate him. <laughs> <laughs> or like, a lot of, lot of no importance placed on the policeman's ball in this movie. There are two policemen's balls in Pittsburgh. Well, excuse me, there, Cash. How many policemen's balls are there? <laughs> there are two policemen's two. balls in this film. The policeman's ball is clearly the best time to dump a dead body because that's when he was originally going to do it at the start of the movie. And if he wasn't caught, he would have he would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those snooping kids, <laughs> those damn Hardy Boys, <laughs> goddamn Hardy Boys. So Joe takes. Tom back to his houseboat where they have a, a bit of a slap slap kiss kiss uh, and they have the aforementioned houseboat sex uh, because it's the 1990s and you have two it's leads before and a, it's before in the matrix so yep. yeah one's a man one's a girl and so Had to happen uh, they're gonna be uh, romantic listen I like to point out this is a very fresh faced Sarah Jessica Parker she is yeah. looking very pretty in this. She no, she, 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 this is one of her earlier roles. In well, she's Hollywood. been around since the early '80s, but yeah, this is but this is one of her bigger, like yeah, so know, adult roles or whatever. Listeners, when you watch this, you can thank John Peters for making this sex scene just a little bit steamier because after <laughs> this movie tested poorly, he's like, "Now nope, got to be hotter. We need more <laughs> sex with nice. wig and giant spiders." Yeah, that's the problem. Can't couldn't Polar work bears? in a giant spider into the river plot. So like, you do what there, you can. Are there octopi in rivers? They have eight legs. That could work. I like it. <laughs> the deadliest animal. <laughs> <laughs> They're the, the most vicious hunters in the animal kingdom. John, it's it's freshwater. There aren't octopuses. Okay, that's what about freshwater John? octopuses? Oh, all no, John. Is Ben Roethlisberger. Anyway, who who would have been like ten at this time as well, and terrifying with his gray penis. But let's continue. Oh, all right. So Tom and Joe stumble upon someone who appears to be 
dumping a wrapped body off a bridge and they immediately pursue the car that's doing the dumping. <laughs> Do not check to see what it was that got dumped. Tom empties an entire clip into the car and then fires two, count them, two flares before it causes the car to blow up. And I'm like, <laughs> Tom, you you got somebody in trouble for excessive force at the beginning of this film. What are you doing, bud? A couple things. One, they re they reuse that road very very close to the river uh, location more than once. Two, yeah, that is not <laughs> yeah. how flares work at all. Nope. God bless <laughs> it. Whether it was the Polish Hill Strangler or just somebody dropping off a bunch of carpets. Whoever drives that car is wily and gets away despite the explosion. And then they call in divers and it turns out, oh, no, it's just just a bunch of rugs. I want you to know now rugs in the middle of the night and rivers. I don't want to do do it during the day. What if I get caught? Some cop might empty an entire gun into my car and shoot it with flares. I want you to understand now that bodies or debris nobody is fucking with bruce willis's river (laughs) (laughs) nobody (laughs) clearly not uh later that night while in bed the the lovers slash co-workers share their suspicions that you know what it was someone to trying to discredit us and i'm like okay i mean that's a way that's a way to interpret that or or you were Uh wrong I actually missed this whole yeah. scene because this is the part where I was laughing hysterically in the bathroom. Because, <laughs> you should have. Yeah, because yeah. Mrs. McCheese pointed out the wig when he is yeah. looking at the car. <laughs> yeah, and I think we've made reference to the wig a couple times, but we should state there are multiple times throughout this film where Bruce Willis's hairline changes drastically. Like he goes from bald to full head of hair in the same scene. From cut to cut, like, like it's 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 very it's not good, uh, super not good. Yeah, it's very Justice League 2016 territory where it's like, like it's oh, that's noticeable. It's worse that's, than that. That's a hairpiece Ezra Miller is now wearing. Don't 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 put that shame on yourself. No, it this is, is worse. This but is this is own special kind of bad. This is also the scene where Tom Hardy gets really dedicated to stopping the killer because he knows that the rugs being dumped in the river was a shot at his receding hairline <laughs> and that hairpiece. Nobody They're cared like, who I was until I put the rug on. They're like, wait a minute, this six and a half foot oriental rug looks exactly like your stupid head. Tell me, was the carpet shag? It was. <laughs> well, so then Eiler, the dick cop, tells Uncle Nick that, hey, I think Tom's the murderer. And Nick lets Eiler know, no, Tom's been under serious scrutiny by internal affairs, where we smash cut to a courtroom where we learn that, in fact, Joe's real name is Emily Harper, and she's a member of internal affairs and has been observing Tom Hardy the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, observing his dick. Yeah, I was going to say. And this is where we probably need to say I don't know what the scope of internal affairs is, but honeypotting probably isn't it. Like, <laughs> probably, probably outside not. the scope. HR generally frowns on that kind of oh, stuff. Well, yeah. she was in, uh, Even she, in law enforcement. She was in deep cover. 
How'd you get the information? Well, I pumped him for it. That makes me feel dirty. It should. Yeah. But instead of saying what a terrible cop Tom is, SJP sings Tom's praises with some light perjury, and he is allowed to continue being a cop. And you get the you you get the most disgusted face from the dude from Brooklyn Nine Nine, where he's like he just gives her that lip, like you're a fucking liar. Yeah, <laughs> there is a dusting of perjury for sure. <laughs> and again, some mild point, perjury. Again, this is probably like the third point in the movie where you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, where is this going? Like, what he's is a good man. Here? Like, why do I care? He's a piece of shit. He's been a piece of shit the whole movie. Like, how uh, how is he being redeemed right now? But he is because the movie has to keep going. We we need this movie to to go, and we're about to end it He's because a of the heart of gold. Because what happens next is Emily is kidnapped from her apartment just as Tom finds a body outside his houseboat, and it's Kim Lee, the dispatcher. You, oh my god! You gotta do. He, he's like, no, Kim Lee, no. <laughs> they took Kim Lee. Lee. They took Kim Lee. They took Kim Lee. <laughs> Just what, like, what, what, doesn't he scream like, oh motherfucker! I'm gonna yeah, end this. No, now. he yells. He, he literally goes, "This fucking ends tonight." Yeah. <laughs> Not on my river. <laughs> Which, I mean, it kind of sucks because they never showed Kim Lee get abducted ever and it's it's completely like a you're meant to think that it's going to be joe but actually no it's the asian lady from work and i'm like the the killer kind of sucks the killer has run out of people he slept with so now it's just people he knows yes (laughs) exactly he just would have went back to the carpet route like more elaborate carpets getting dumped (laughs) into the river all right we're moving on thinking that jimmy's brother danny has been committing the murders out of revenge tom heads up the river to the Dottilio family cabin. Just as Danny arrives, someone from behind tases Tom unconscious and Tom wakes up to find himself, Danny and Emily, Joe handcuffed to the chairs. The killer turns out to be Jimmy who survived the fall those two years ago. Bum, bum, bum. Nothing. And he's still the best cop. Who's the best cop? Like he is on Full Joker mode crazy at this point. He is in yeah. a different movie, big time. I like mm. this game. I got a new game. This game's fun. It's called Everybody it, Dies. Because I'm the best cop, Jimmy. You tell him, Jimmy. <laughs> Which again, it, it goes so hard in the paint for New York accents. Can you he's imagine still, a Yinzer re- accent? He's wearing the outfit he jumped in the river and then supposedly went downstream and then swam and then hid well, it's just his for two years. uniform, right? I just want to know if he's yeah. been wearing it it's for two years. It's policeman's or... ball uniform. Yeah. yeah. He's just lived it's in dress it. dress blues. Man, yeah, I mean, this the movie just goes completely bonkers at the end. And again, you're like, wait, what have I been watching for the last two hours? He like, goes, what is going on here? He goes so hard, he's like one step away from licking Bruce Willis's tears. Like, let me taste them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Are you like, sad it yet? Is. <laughs> It is over the, the top. The tears of unfathomable sadness. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but then we have Uncle Jimmy Nick who walks parents. in and tells Jimmy to let him go. 
and he shoots Jimmy. But Jimmy is the best cop because he was wearing a bulletproof vest and then kills Nick. A fight breaks out between Danny, Jimmy, and Tom, allowing Tom to escape. And it turns into a big river fight. (laughs) And there's a boat chase. And it ends with Bruce Willis. It's them in the water fighting, trying to drown one another. Bruce Willis gets a hold of the taser and goes, who's the best cop now? And jams the taser in the guy's face, in his mouth specifically. Now, they're all in water and electricity is involved. Don't don't try to logic this, please. There are are several things that make no sense that you need to just ignore. Guess what? This is why you need to have four to seven icy lights while you watch this. Yeah. Uh, Bruce On that note, Bruce Willis's hairpiece was made of rubber, preventing him from being electrocuted as he pulled the Catwoman move from Batman Returns. Yeah, there you go. How about he gets out of Jimmy? When he gets out of that river (laughs) at the end of the movie, his fucking hair—it looks like a wet doll. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which smash cut to dawn. It's been dark the whole time. He climbs out of the river, and it's now dawn. Uh, the final scene, Tom visits his father at the grave with Joe, Emily, at his side, and Emily's daughter. He's like, oh, look, grandkids. End of the film. How many beers do you need to enjoy this? Let's go with Mayor McCheese. I mean, I I had zero today, but I was still probably pretty drunk from last night in the Buffalo Bills law, so... Five gins, <laughs> five. five gins for yins to. I mean, to enjoy it. I mean, I laughed a lot. It was pretty hysterical at moments, and at an hour of forty, it didn't seem like it was a total slog. I mean, it's definitely like three pain beers and one enjoyment beers for the hystericals of like how stupid and bad it ended up being. All right, fair enough, Jumzilla. I will say this. Uh, I think watching Hudson Hawk, you know, in the the months preceding this film prepared me for what I was going to watch because this is like peak Bruno Schlock. Like this was, he wasn't indifferent, but it was just a bad Bruce Willis movie. Normally I would probably give this like four mostly enjoyment beers because it's a bad time, but a fun bad time. But yeah, I think four beers with a fifth when you get to that final like confrontation, because it just again, like I, my, I kept asking myself, what kind of movie am I watching here? This movie just what are we doing it's, it's here all over the place? And the end of it's like, OK, it's ending. It's getting exciting. Kind of sort of what's going on. It's but it, it never really like the closure there is not significant. So. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it four mostly enjoyment beers with that fifth bonus when you get to the climax because you just got to get through it. So, all right, cheers, Thunder Wizard. Four beers, one enjoyment beer because it is so spectacularly bad and unintentionally hilarious, and then three pain beers because this movie has zero reason to be this bad. It's a simple <laughs> formula. It's the '90s. It's Bruce Willis. It's cops. How do you screw this up? I don't understand. And yet here we <laughs> it's are. It's like three different movies in one. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure we're going to get there. So I'll leave a lot of the, the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Alone, we're like, we're going to hit that in a bit. But it, I, I do agree with all of you. This is at least a four beer movie. 
I'm, I'm a little bit more charitable in that I'd call two pain beers, two fun beers, but that's mostly because I can go like, Oh, Hey, I've been there. No, I've been there too. Okay, cool. You mean down right, by the but, river? Yeah. I've been down by the river. All right. Uh, we're going to get into behind the scenes and a couple other questions, but before we do that, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to hear from our buds over at the double turn podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Boss Ross. And I'm the J-Man, and we're the Double Turn Podcast. Every Friday, we bring you the best in pro wrestling talk. Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in pro wrestling, or bringing you a look back to some of the best matches and moments in history. We have it all for you. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast. And we will catch you on the flip side. Welcome back to the 143rd episode of Hops and Box Office Flops brought to you by WabamEntertainment.com. We are talking striking distance. Uh, this movie was, or I'm sorry, the, the production on this film was famously troubled. Thanks, John Peters. Uh, with reshoots, both the cast and the crew were so frustrated with Bruce's Willis's control, opinions, and behavior that they took to calling him Orson Willis, apparently. Wow. Not not an ideal comparison. If, if no. you're being compared to Orson Welles, not great. Not great. Uh, apparently, test audiences truly hated the first cut so much that there were expensive reshoots. And apparently, Bruce Willis also hated it and later completely disowned this movie in about 2004. So my question for all of you, did this deserve to flop? Let's start with the Thunderous Wizard. Yes, because this movie is a total mess. Tonally, uh, narratively, it just, most of it makes no sense. It's super predictable. Like, there's only one person it could be. At no point do you think it's uh, Tom Sizemore. Really? No. Yeah. Because I, like, I mean, Tom Sizemore is the obvious red herring. And when I was watching it, I definitely was like, oh, okay, so it's Tom Sizemore. Fine, it's, it's Tom Sizemore. Totally, totally. The casting is what kills it, because how you so? Know, you know that guy's not going to be in one scene. Who like he, he was a relative. Uh, the, the guy who plays Jimmy, the, the killer. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's He's what I mean. What's his name? Just being the one. Scene. Oh, yeah. I, don't I, I can do Tom Sizemore, but I can't yeah. do the other guy. And Sizemore, I'm like, oh, you know, he's he's kind of a history of being but, but crazy here, and maybe the, not nice. Yeah, but here's the thing. Effectively, it's not just the killer. It's all the cops trying to, like, cover it up, right? That's the, that's kind yeah. of the weird thing Plus, that's lost in it. Farina's it's, so shady the entire time. Yeah. Also no. true. Exactly. The whole, the whole time you're like, Farina either is part of the killings or knows that they're happening. Like, Yeah. There's they, so they, many missteps on his part where you're like, all right, dude, like, you're not being a cop here. <laughs> yeah, as soon as they implicate Hans Molman as the killer with the tweaker as the the guy fingering him, it's like, okay, so now everybody's in on it. So Bruce Willis is clearly on his own from that point on. So well, everybody yeah. else is in on it. Yeah. It's like maybe maybe it's Sizemore, maybe it's not. Who knows? They're covering for somebody. And it's very clear, yeah, because, I mean, he's even a dick to him about it at the courthouse. It's like, what do you want yeah. from me? And it's so weird because then the movie just takes a break for pirates. 
It's like that's like well, the driving narrative. Listen, and the movie just stops and like boom, pirates. I'm like, oh, there's cool. always time for pirates. Always time for pirates. Also, if you're at Disney World, sure. He said it's a huge problem in Pittsburgh. Barge pirates. It is actually that. That's actually the most realistic part of this movie is that yeah, piracy, river piracy, major problem in Pittsburgh. We lose, it's, we lose ten to fifteen good bargemen every year. Mm-hmm. The river piracy. It's yep. really it's a tragedy. Big issue. Big issue. Yeah, uh, but Chumzilla, you're saying it deserved a flop based on all that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the movie is all over the place. It, I've said it before. It's like three movies in one. You got a cop drama. You've got this river, like Baywatch plot going on. And then and there's like a, a serial killer, too. It's like Silence of the Lambs, a little bit of uh, The Usual Suspects, and then it's Baywatch. Yeah. What is this movie trying to do? It, it doesn't do any of it well. Yeah, so yeah, cheese flop, agreement. Uh, I mean, yeah, definitely for all those previous reasons, but mainly mine is no one talks about the Stillers and no one eats a Permanthe Brothers sandwich. So that is at least a sandwich with some French fries on top, bare minimum. Like, if seriously, can, if, if I can have a Utah give me two moment in this movie, somebody comes back to one of these cop cars with a sandwich with French fries on it. And yeah. then I'd be like, hey, For more real. Pittsburgh stuff. And then yeah. I'd enjoy it. Do you I know? think the, pi- the pirates get a shout out, a shout out. That's There's it. a yes. baseball reference, but there is no well, football reference, which yeah, is the, or, the pirates or, hockey, or, the pirates. or hockey. The barge pirates and the sports pirates both. Given a huge yeah, shout yeah, out, the two yeah, things yeah, double Pittsburgh up on the pirates. Yeah, we double up on the pirates. I do have to say, if you are a detective, that asked for two Permanente Brothers sandwiches, you're not screwing around. <laughs> you're out on the beat. You've got two giant sandwiches in you. <laughs> the, I mean, the, <laughs> the back-breaking shit you're going to have to take after eating say. two Permanente Brothers sandwich <laughs> literally put you... A lot of fiber. A lot put of you fiber. on a disabled list for a little while as a cop. Say the only case you're going to be solving is what happened to the the bottom three feet of my colon. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, so I just want to point out, I got to give Pittsburgh some credit here. As far as sports towns go, those guys have their stuff together. All three of their major teams have the same colors. This is true. That's Black impressive. And That's impressive. Is there anything that could have saved this movie, in your opinions? Oh, yes. Don't let Bruce Willis write his own scenes, which then are so bad. You have you can't like leave them in the movie. But when you cut them out, the movie somehow still doesn't make any sense, even though those scenes didn't make any sense within the context of the movie. Apparently, So don't let Bruce Willis have writing privileges. Here's here's where I'm going to go. Someone has to crack Bruce Willis to make him not be such a diva and so serious. And then if he could do this movie as like a MacGruber, (laughs) that'd be fantastic. Like more, more ridiculous fucking wigs, more ridiculous river boat, like puns in like, oh, my God, crime that he has to deal with while also trying to catch the killer. This this is our Magnum Opus. Sizemore would have been down for that. No, this Tom Sizemore's down for anything. It's Bruce Willis that's the problem. <laughs> this is what we have to do. We're, this is our Jim Van, Van Bever moment. We got to get together $10,000 <laughs> and we're going to redo Striking Distance as a MacGruber film. Like every scene, the Bruce Willis' hair, hair is different. Yep. The one thing I request is that we get a scene of him wakeboarding on one of the, like, one of the corpses they find in the river. <laughs> 
this ends tonight. He's this ends use tonight. <laughs> like he paddles out on, on Kim Lee's body. I'm just saying you hired Jim Van Bever as your stunt coordinator. You're getting yes. that scene. For, oh, yeah, for sure. No, yeah, that's that is a given. I mean, he was your neighbor. You need to make a call for us. Perfect. I'm in. Okay, next question. Why was this movie called Striking Distance? Again, this is John Peters, probably third or fourth eight ball. And he's like, <laughs> we can't call it Three Rivers because in 28 years, there's going to be some guy in a podcast talking about how there's not really three rivers in Pittsburgh. So look at me. Look at me. Look at me in the fucking face right now. Striking distance. Sex. Boats. Willis. What? Striking distance? Yes. Striking distance. What is that? Hey, 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 T-dubs, you're from the streets like me. You get this. Striking distance. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. It's not from like a boat. It can't possibly be a boating term. Is anyone Googled I, I Googled it? it as hard as I could. I could come up with nothing other than you are within range of being struck. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Guys, it's, it's really simple. The whole, this movie was really about the killer being near Bruce Willis the whole time. It's that he's near the killer the entire time. The killer is known to him for the entire movie. The killer is within striking distance from from the open, which is not really the narrative the movie drives, but that's that's kind of the hook it's trying to sell you on. You know, it's like it's like a it's a ripoff of uh, Silence of the Lambs kind of thing. It's like it's it's the serial killer movie. Where it's like he's been there the whole time. Oh, he's within yes. striking distance. But the title, but to the Silence movie does the not build on that at all because it's like referenced within the movie. Here's yeah. the well, real question: Can anyone come up with a better title for this? Oh hell yeah! I think I had seven, three rivers, which is what it was going to be called. Yeah, three rivers. Or, I think or, that works better. Or on the river, down river, or the gutchy strangler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Tangy strangler. <laughs> That that is Columbus, Ohio, not Pittsburgh. Close, <laughs> whatever but, the Ohio River, it's all the same. Yeah, fuckers, but I mean, like they, they claim that shit when it gets to them, but it's ours. We know this. It's just, it's just not a great title. I feel like with a better title, this movie would have done better. No, all right, no, uh, no, no, no. The title, the title is not, not going to save it. No, no, no. no. I, listen, I'm not saying it makes the movie better. I'm saying that you sold it better. You could have at least convinced people to go watch the Bruce Willis movie. I mean, you could have called it the Polish Shell Murders. You could have just called it the serial. Well, I mean, think about it. Chinatown, uh, Copland Murders, Cleveland Abductions. You can name it that. You can go. Stranglers in the city. Yeah. (laughs) Is that is that a thing or did you just make that up? Don't dump this movie on Cleveland. We don't want this. Yeah. Listen, Fuck you dump that. everything else. Your litter, your river catches on fire. I oh, feel like dumping is the, the least of your worries. And they put it out. They put it out. No, we yeah, it happened several times. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> they never would have found the bodies in Cleveland because yeah, because they yeah, they'd incinerated. Be incinerated. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> that perfect. Not much of a film then. <laughs> we we don't have those kind of problems in Cleveland. All right, so rolling off of the. Bruce Willis Orson Welles comparison. If Bruce Willis had the voice of Transformer, a la Orson Welles did in as Unicron from the '84 movie, who is he voicing? Also, check out our Transformers 1984 podcast. Please do. Uh, I'd say Grimlock. 
Grimlock. Uh, listen, I will give you one of the lesser Dinobots, but well, Grimlock, you swag. have to. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually went with name. Snarl. Yeah, he's just so go. miserable. He's so grim. I don't really know any of these. So Grimlock rules for the me. Record. Grimlock talk like this. He's Cookie Monster, but turns into giant T Rex. Me, Bruce. Grimlock Willis. is best dinosaur. I write my own scenes. If not, I leave. Is I there like a works. is yeah. there a transformer that gets different hair or a different head randomly? <laughs> the tra- whatever it is, the transformer what he transforms into is some sort of toupee. It's called Reciticon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Bruce That's Willis. Brutal. Brutal. You re- you realize that when you guys are talking about the him reinventing himself, it's just when he buzzed his head. It's not much <laughs> di- like he went he went from being in a bunch of shit movies and then he shaved his head and was in pulp fiction. Like, do you think he looked in the mirror and got out the clippers and like like shed a tear as he's like, You're gonna Fuck be it. a new man, Bruno? Uh, it's he just keeps all his old hair in his hat from Hudson Hawk just on his <laughs> nightstand. Zed's one dead, day. baby. One day. All right, we're gonna get a little break. We're gonna do trivia, and we'll be back. Let's hear from our buddies in beer over at Hop Nation USA. Hey, everyone. This is Steve, and this is Adam, and we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast, Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops. We are rounding out the evening with our Let Me Rephrase That trivia challenge for striking distance. All right. Standard rules apply, gentlemen. You can chime in with any of the pod favorites, but I will also allow, let me rephrase that, or I'm the best cop. I mean, that's choice. the only chime in. No, you have to use I'm the best cop. Or I'm the best cop. Or tarts and cop. farts, or I'm going to shoot. It has to be I'm the best cop, because him doing that childlike performance at the cabin of I'm the best cop is hysterical. And, and wait, wait, my only caveat to that is Timing matters less. So if you chime in with I'm the best cop, whoever does it as the most ridiculous gets to answer the question first. Totally on my decision. You will be playing tonight for Bruce Willis's hairpiece. How waterlogged is it? Because the wetter, the better. (laughs) With that. Yeah. Like I can take it down to the river and throw it in. So and then like mm -hmm. zip lock it. Yeah. Do that. I like my Merkin musty. Oh. Plenty, plenty still smells like Bruno. All right. Yeah. Question number one. While we did do this movie back to back with Roadhouse, Rowdy Harrington did shoot a movie in between. What film did he film after Roadhouse, but before Striking Distance? Was it A, A Murder of Crows? Was it B, Jack's Back? Was it C, Native Son, or was it D, Gladiator? Uh, I'm the best cop. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, I will give that to Chumzilla. Only because this came up on the uh, uh, Roadhouse pod. I, I believe it's the, the not Russell 
Crow Gladiator, right? That is correct. Yes. It's is the not the Russell Crow Gladiator. Okay. D, yes. Woo. Gladiator is correct. It's the big fat Brian Dennehy Gladiator where he yeah, yeah. fights a guy at the end and keeps headbutting his knuckles and he's like, forehead, hardest part of the body. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've seen that movie. Everybody. Uh, holy I shit. I remember that movie. Yeah. I do now. I didn't know it before, but I do now. Yeah. The, <laughs> like yeah, he, like a sense he, memory. He, he puts his forehead down and takes the punches off the top of his head. Yeah. Fun fact, folks, not a great strategy. Try that, it hurts. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't try that. I saw it in a movie once. I tried in a fight, and turns out it mm. was a movie once. All right. Question number two. We see a nurse abducted. Based on her name tag, what real-world hospital here in Pittsburgh mm. did she work at? Was it A, McGee? Was it B, Mercy? Was it C, Allegheny Medical? Or was it D, UPMC. I'm the best cop, daddy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that you had to throw in daddy makes it real uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. to you, Mayor McCheese. The whole scene is uncomfortable because they keep using daddy for no reason. Um, shit, I want to say UMPC, but I'm going to go with mercy. Mercy is what they say in the film, but I, is right? not what's on her name tag. Oh. Wow. I so I was right there with you. I feel, like I, I feel like I should get a half. Uh, I'm the best cop, Dad. <laughs> Trust me, I'm the best cop. Uh, All right, Alle- thunderous wizard, Allegheny. Uh, also a good guess, but incorrect. All right, Jumpzilla, so, so can you steal? 50 50. Give me my options here. Your choices remaining are McGee or UPMC. UPMC is the biggest hospital down there. Nobody cared who I was before I became the best cop. You don't have to chime in. You're, <laughs> you're the only one left. Whatever. Uh, Let him do his I'm Bane gonna, voice. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the UMPC or whatever she said. I go with that. I'm afraid acronym. that is incorrect. Damn it. It was, yeah. in fact, McGee. Fuck. Now, yeah. for a bonus question, anybody want to hazard a guess what that particular hospital specializes in? Hair transplants? god that would have been perfect but no uh i'm i mean like you know saving people right now so all right we'll 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 give it a miss orthopedics it's mcgee women's hospital and it was specifically where both of my sons were born well congratulations you have children yeah who knew right wow wow well dad Daddy, I'm the best cop. If you were a real user, you would have had him, you would have had him born on the pirate barge. Yeah. <laughs> Pussy. Mid hostile takeover of a barge. Who has their kids in a hospital? You just hatch those things out on that's, the, on uh, the riverbanks. That's called a <laughs> Pittsburgh baptism when you, you're born during a terrorist barge heist. <laughs> also, I feel like you've made a huge mistake letting Chumzilla know you have children. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh, man, I got to update my record. got to process this. Yeah. All right. Question three. Who was the part of Tom Hardy originally written for? Anyone else? Thank you. Next question. Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> was written for me. Bane. It was me, Bane. No, uh, was it A, Al Pacino, B, Robert De Niro, C, mm. Ed Harris, or D, it actually was written for Bruce Willis? Who's the best cop? I'm the best guy. Uh, <laughs> All right. I just want, I want to say very quickly, 
none of those guys are Pittsburgh people. So. <laughs> yeah, not even close. That's uh, all right. A lot though. Of New York accents. I believe it Mr. Was, Rogers uh, was written for Bruce Willis. That is incorrect. Try again. Damn, damn. It was rewritten my guess for Bruce too. Willis. It was rewritten for Bruce Willis. That is correct. So we've got Pacino, De Niro, and Ed Harris. That is correct. Who's the best cop now? <laughs> all right, Mary McCheese. I'm gonna go with Ed Harris. It was Ed Harris. Hey! You are correct. Thank Ooh. God. I mean, he's. I, I would old never guess that. But I was like, "There's no way Pacino or De Niro would be like." Don't the bring thought, this fucking. I was thinking. Shit I was thinking doorstep. it might have been Pacino well, because De Niro's to New York. It was 2000. Well, no. Here's Pacino the interesting thing that. now. So, the film was written for Ed Harris, rewritten for De Niro, and then was finally written a third time for Bruce Willis. So De Niro Jeez. was. In there, he was in the mix. Yeah. So, Ca- yep. Captain Ca- Captain Cash, here's my follow up question: Would you like to see a reshoot with your boy? What's his name? Joe Mangianello or whatever. Listen, or- I will allow Joe Mangianello in any particular film. What if he goes? He- what if he does nothing but yinzer through this whole thing? Where it's almost, think- it's almost yes. impossible to understand. <laughs> Do yes. you think he would star in our MacGruber? Yes. Re- no, re- he seems like, like the that's kind of who dude- I want as the lead. He seems yeah. like the kind of dude who's like, you guys are making a comedy. I'm in for that for sure. <laughs> I we're gonna write it. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna we gotta we gotta let Joe know. I, right. I just want to say right now, guys, he is my Flash Thompson. He is. I I want he, a a a three Flash Thompsons together. He's right, we're getting real side we're getting he's real sidebar here. But if we're gonna remake this with Joe Mangianella, who is the new SJP? New SJP, huh? Tough. Zach Efron. <laughs> I mean, that could work. Also looks great in shorts. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and a tank top. All right, keep going on the Dude, car. Kind of dreamy. In the Just in the saying. back of your mind, think of who we would replace because we're going to have to fill out this cast. So that's a good point. We need we need we need two families of cops, um, and we need an SJP internal affairs type. Bryce Dallas Howard. I feel like BDH is a little too old, right? I can't stop thinking about what it would have been like if I had to watch Al Pacino have sex on the boat. So, <laughs> see what you're doing with the rest of your night. I mean, let me rephrase that. Oh. Come on. All right. Number four. Who is considered for Jimmy the primary antagonist or the killer? Was it A, originally Tom Sizemore, B, Ron Perlman, C, John Travolta or D Mickey Rourke who was considered for Jimmy like all these people who's the best cop yeah. all right thunderous wizard oh I really wish it was Mickey Rourke because the egos on that set would have been <laughs> legendary I'm afraid it was not Mickey Rourke who's all right, that the leaves... best cop <laughs> <laughs> I am going to give it to Chumzilla with the the caveat that that's the only way he's allowed to talk from now on. Go on. Well, then my answer is Ron Perlman. You would be correct. It was Ron it's... Perlman. Well done. What? All right. The score. I had... wanted to be Ron Perlman. That just sounded too cool because Ron Perlman probably would have helped this film. Ron Perlman would have helped. Because he rules. He yeah, does. He rule. does. He All right. So better, better movie with Ron Perlman, but also with his wife in the Ed suit. As his totally. chimpanzee that helps totally. him kidnap Bruce Willis's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Wait, might be you're telling favorite, me. That might be my favorite trivia question of all time. <laughs> you are telling me record. 
that we get to add Ron Perlman to the movie and a gorilla. Yeah. No, wait. Well, oh I my gosh. Like, I feel like this can still be incorporated into our remake. I think we just landed on our major antagonist. Man, it's, it's, Ron it's Perlman a, like, and his it, gorilla helper. It's it's like the murders of Rue Morgue where the, the killer was a gorilla all along. Then all of a sudden that line where he's like, he could never pick up those girls. Turns out he can't, but guess who can? His chimpanzee companion that also always picks up the girls for him and puts them in the trunk. And can drive, too. Yep. Like Tootsles, the driving cat. Christ, who's going to be Ron Perlman's dad? That's going to be a is, tough is, is, is there, Do we just get a, a, an Al Franken reference in there? All right, hang on. We got one last question for the trivia. Okay, okay. Right now, Chumpzilla is in the lead with two. Mayor McCheese can, can tie it up. And then you'll have to split the, the wig, I guess. Well, it, uh, makes two, it makes two Merkins if you cut it down the center. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, so you got one wig or two Merkins. that wig, guys. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is a life-changing wig. I like, I like to be, being To involved. be fair, I, mean, geez, I just need a little bit for the back. Like, my front, not so bad. The back, I could use it. But anyway. You're bald? Number Ding. five. Balding. Thank you. What is the name of Vince Hardy's boat as seen in the very beginning of the movie? Oh, fuck. Is it A, Gone Fishing? Is it B, The Jagoff? Is it C, The Jagons? River of Steel? Is it D, Three Rivers? Who's the best cop? Gonna give it to the Thunderous Wizard. It is Three Rivers. It is Three Rivers. It is is Three Rivers. That's correct. Yes. All right, so congratulations, Chumzilla. You are the proud owner of a river waterlogged hairpiece as maybe worn by Bruce Willis. Maybe I just fished it out of the drain and and mailing it to you. Congratulations. It's been fermenting in a wet Persian rug since 1993. Cash will also send you a Pimanti Brothers. Nobody cared about me until I put on the hairpiece. Indeed. All right. Well, that's, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Let's go around the horn and talk our recommendations. Mary McCheese, what are you into this week? Uh, I know T-Dub's already did it, but it's been long enough that I can redo it. I just watched Nobody. That fucking movie. Oh, rules. nice. Movie that's rules. on HBO and, Max, right? Yeah, that's nice. another main reason why I'm recommending it, because now it's free on HBO Max. And it's totally worth a watch. And Solid. I will say... I did finally catch up on all four episodes of Peacemaker. Number four is good. Vigilante is awesome. Vigilante is maybe the best. Love I that do guy. like Vigilante a lot. <laughs> all right. Chumzilla, what's your recommendation this week? You know, I have not been that impressed with uh, the book of Boba Fett. So, which has been very disappointing because I'm a huge Boba Fett fan. That was one of my favorite characters as a kid growing up. But if you watch the episodes, one of the things that gets recommended when, when they finish is a relatively short, I think it's like 40 minute documentary kind of documentary. It's a little bit of a puff piece, but it's called under the helmet. Mm-hmm. And it's a little like uh, retrospective on the character uh, development that, uh, you know, or the creation of the character of Boba Fett. So they talked to Joe Johnston of, uh, you know, Rocketeer and, Captain America, the first Avengers fame. Oh, nice. Is actually very crucial in the creation of the character of Boba Fett. He actually came up with the, uh, the paint, the color scheme 
because just fun fact, you know, Boba Fett was originally all white. He was meant to be like a, a stormtrooper, shock trooper type thing. Yeah. But when they decided they were going to have an army of Boba Fett, they would just have a Boba Fett. They said, well, make him more unique. And Joe Johnston was one of the, the guys working on the production at the time of uh, The Empire Strikes Back. And uh, he, he was the guy responsible for uh, Boba Fett's uh, final color scheme. That's cool. Which is pretty cool because you're like, wait a minute, like that Joe Johnston, like Rocketeer, Captain America, that guy? Yeah. So anyway, it's like a 45-minute documentary, Under the Helmet. Check it out. It's on Disney+. Plus. Very cool. All right. And over to the Thunderous Wizard. What's your recommendation this week? So this week, my recommendation is this movie. It's an action movie in the style of Groundhog Day or Happy Death Day more recently, which is popular it's called boss level search frank grillo uh you might remember crossbones from captain yeah uh he's in the purge movies too right yes he's in a a few of them um it's got mel gibson as this like corrupt guy who's built this time device and naomi watches his or paid for it naomi watches his ex-wife who built it and she purposely puts him into this algorithm of course it takes him hundreds of days to figure out like how to get from point A to point B because every morning he wakes up with a guy swinging a knife at his head and barely missing. And from there, it's like a series of assassins. He has to like get past to not die and figure out what the hell he's doing that day. Uh, it's on Hulu. It's really badass. Um, I like Frank Grill a lot. It was directed by Joan, Joe Carnahan. And I think I recommended cop shop with Gerard Butler and Frank Grillo. If I didn't, that's Joe Carnahan's follow-up movie to this. They're both really good. Uh, this is on Hulu for free, and I nice. would definitely watch it. Crossbones cool. rules. Yeah, I I don't know much about Grillo as a as a human, but he's so. Uh, it, yeah, he seems pretty cool. This is what blew my mind because he's shredded in this movie. How old do you think he is? Fifty. He's fifty-eight. Holy crap! I Jeez. was shot. I'm I'm sure he did probably shitload of stunt work prior to getting like a, a break uh so it is cool that he's like this leading man in a couple of these kind of lower budget but cool action or crime movies so he yeah. would have been when did winter soldier come out like 2014 yeah so yeah he he, he would have been 50. 50 in that that's crazy yeah, uh-huh. yeah. No, and, and you know what honestly he's one of the several mcu villains that got done dirty oh yeah for sure i mean they, they I, definitely I put him up there with quickly, him but... and claw like those guys could have been fun rogues gallery characters for several films yeah agreed uh anyway. my recommendation this week is going to be a comic um i went to the library go to your local library everybody uh safely if you can um and i picked up tom king's the vision which is basically it's kind of like the next step after WandaVision where vision sort of starts his own family with a robot wife and robot kids. And it all goes terribly. Um, It's just really well-written and it's kind of sad and dark and it's, it's really, really good. Check it out. Mm. The vision (laughs) by Tom King. And the art's pretty cool too. It's kind of the funky, quirky, modern comic art. Yeah. It's not as nuts as Mr. Miracle, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, right on. All right. So that pretty much wraps up this episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. We'll be back next week for our final entry in our Hops and Hometown Flops, 
with Mayor McCheese leading us up. What are we watching next week, Mayor McCheese? We are watching Kill the Irishman about Danny Green, the infamous Irish uh, mob, well, sort of mobster, sort of local legend in the uh, Cleveland area, since that's where I live. And T-Dub stole my St. Louis tie-ins, so I'm going to go with the Cleveland-based movie, which nice. it's, actually, it's actually a very good movie. It surprisingly has a shitload of actors and actresses in it that you wouldn't Oh, yeah, the cast for- is loaded. The cast is absolutely fucking loaded. It made zero dollars and the budget is comical. So it's going to be fun to talk about. And directed by Jonathan Hensley of 2004, The Punisher fame. Nice. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize that. Very cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you can find the pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hops and Box Office Flops. Uh, you can find TW at Writer TLK. Chumzilla can be found on Twitter at Chumzilla8. Mayor McCheese, remind me, what's your handle? HBOF McCheese. There we go. And I am C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most of your social media. Check out Wabam Entertainment. Have a great night, everybody. And watch out for the river pirates.